Normally, uh, Dr. Kolb would uh, have recorded his uh, sermon, but uh, as Murphy's Law would have it, it didn't work. So uh, I have his sermon here today, and we will uh, share that word with you, and we ask that uh, God grace that sermon as well in these words. You know, we're in the second week of our uh, series of Into the Deep, and uh, it's all about piercing the surface level of life. Most of us would agree that uh, so many people will settle for less than what's best in life. For example, you'll, you'll just take uh, some friendships rather than finding committed uh, acquaintances. We'll settle for church attendance and religious uh, things that we do, habits, and instead of spiritual vitality. We'll settle for the pursuit of a paycheck instead of some world-changing purpose. And because of this, our lives are spent, I guess, really at the shallow end of the pool. We're reluctant to venture out into the deep, but, you know, quite frankly, that's where all the fun is. I mean, remember as a kid, as you learned to swim, uh, we all started out, you know, with the dog paddle. We started out kind of figuring out how to do that. You know, my age group, I don't think we had those little floaties that you could put on for security, so we had to kind of learn the hard way. And and later on, you kind of learn how to get some of the strokes going, and you're still in the shallow end, and you're kind of working your way around. Pretty soon, you venture off into the deep. Pretty soon, you figure out the deep's not all that bad because you can dive down to the bottom and get things. You can dive off of the diving board. You can try that first flip that doesn't make, and, uh, you know, you land on your back. It kind of stings a little bit, but, uh, but still, that's where all the fun is, and that's what we're talking about today. So in order to really live, you've got to be willing to explore the deep. When we talk about the deep life, we're talking about an abundant life, the life that Jesus promised his followers. In fact, Jesus said, I am come that they, meaning his followers, you and me, might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. It's the difference between, I guess, living life in black and white or, as they would call it, living technicolor. Last week, Dr. Kolb talked about dealing with one of the enemies of the deep, and that was stress. And stress comes when things are out of control. But if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're never in that situation because God is always in control. He's with you and he's working with you and he's working to put things together for your good, not for just one day, but for eternity. So the first step in doing and going deep is trusting God with all of your details of your life. Today we'll talk about the second step, and this is the deeper life, which is a day-by-day journey. To do that, Dr. Kolb in his comments is sharing what he has learned over the years. And first, there are times when uh, we all have powerful experiences in the presence of God. These experiences are deep, and they're sometimes very emotional and very real. These are moments when we enter a deeper, deeper realm of worship, when we experience indescribable or overwhelming joy and when we sense the presence of God in everything we do. These are great moments in the Christian life, but friends, it's crucial to understand this is not what the deeper life is all about. It's not about plunging into the deepest part of the ocean all at once. It's about moving in there bit by bit. Said another way, it's not going from ground level to the top of the mountain in one giant leap. It's about climbing there step by step. If you want to live the deeper life, the abundant life that Jesus has promised, then you'll need to learn to apply 
this essential principle, which is that of repetition. This is the most important principle of the journey towards spiritual growth. We've all heard examples of people performing, you know, superhuman feats. For example, the two hikers that were out on the trail and the, the one reached up and touched this big rock boulder and it broke loose and it rolled over and pinned his other friend against the rock. And it would take normally five men, grown men, strong men, to move that rock. And this one man, by, by the, the, all of a sudden, the spirit, the shock of adrenaline getting into him, he's able to move that big rock off of his friend and save his life. Or it's like the mother watching his son change the flat tire on the car, and he's jacking the car up, and he's got the wheel off, and he's moved it over, and about that time that the car moves, and the, the jack gives way, and the car falls on the boy. And the mother immediately goes over, and through that shock and spirit of adrenaline gets shot into her, she's able to lift a 2,500-pound car right off of her son. Now, those people, you know, if you were to ask them to be ready for an Olympic weightlifting event, they're not prepared at all. It was a one-time significant event. If you get that superhuman burst, we understand that that happens because we've seen it happen time and time again. But that's not what this deeper life is all about. There's power in repetition. In fact, for example, if you talk about that weightlifter, if you took a 50-pound barbell and you lifted it once to your, from, your, from this level up to your chest, it wouldn't do you much good. But if you did it 30 to 40 times over and over again, three and four days a week, you know what would happen? You'd start to see some muscle grow in your arms. More than anything else, the principle of repetition takes you into the deeper life. It's not that you need to be with the, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit in just one time. It's, it's that you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit daily. And it's not that you need to that, have that one spiritual worship event you need to have that worship daily. The actions you take day after day determine the kind of life that you create for yourself. In the book of Galatians, Paul said, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You've heard this referred to as the law of the harvest. In other words, you reap what you sow. Every day you sow seeds of either life, health, happiness, prosperity, or you sow seeds of death, failure, and pain and poverty into your life. The seeds you sow on a daily basis determine what you reap in your life. This is what Paul said in verse 8 and 9. For, thee, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if not we faint. Paul's talking about a principle of consistency persistence, and repetition. That's exactly what determines your harvest. Today, let's talk about how to develop this principle in our lives because this will lead us to a life of abundance, or it could lead to a life of scarcity. This principle will yield either a deeper life for you or it'll keep you hovering about the surface uh, for the rest of your life. It really kind of depends on how it's used. So first... Let's plan the harvest. Dr. Kolb's planning the harvest experience went like this, and I'll share this with you. One morning about a year ago, I was spending time in prayer thinking about Psalm 37.4. 
delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. So Dr. Cole began to think about, what are these desires of my heart? He started working on a list, and over the next few days, he came up with eight things that he really, really wanted. These things were related to his health, his ministry, his friendship, his family and relationships, his financial priorities, his walk with God, and so on. This wasn't a shopping list, and there was by no means, uh, if you remember that song, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? It wasn't on that list. But it was a list of things I want to see come alive in my life, he said. As I went over the list, I was struck by a couple of things. First, he said, I was struck by the realization that every item on the list was well within the will of God. So he made it a habit every morning to include these things in his prayers. I'll tell you the second thing that struck me, he says, in just a minute. But first, he says, I want to encourage you to do this. Take some time this week, sit down, and think about what you really want. Be completely honest with yourself. Write down whatever's on your heart in relation to all areas of your life, your finances, your family, your health, your spiritual life, your career, and so on. If there's something on the list that shouldn't be there, God will help you deal with it, he said. David said the Lord will give you the desires of your heart, and he said there's two ways you can apply this. He gives you what your heart desires when you let him put the right kind of desire in your heart. The more you seek the Lord, the more time you spend in his presence, the more your desires begin to change. He will make your heart desire the right thing, and then he'll give what your heart desires. So take some time to map out your desires of your heart. Make this list as you process that list. Filter it, and filter it through what you know God's will for life is. And this is how you plan your harvest. Now, the second thing that struck him about the list was this. Even though he was absolutely certain this was the harvest that God wanted him to reap, this was not the harvest that he was sowing. He said, here's why. One of the items on the list is that he wanted to be in good health. That's what he put on the list. I want to be fit, healthy, and energetic. But what I was saying what I, that I wanted wasn't really what he had been planning you know, donuts, pizza, irregular exercise, you know, the list goes on. This leads to the second thing to do in order to create a better life for ourselves. We must cultivate the field. This is the part of the daily process. Paul said, whosoever the man soweth, that shall he also reap. So the question is, what are you sowing on a daily basis? It's not just a matter of what you say you want. It's a matter of the kind of actions you're willing to take. Right after David said that God will give you the desires of your heart, he said in verse 5, he says, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Commit, that, commit thy way. It's more than just saying what you want. It's about consistent actions. Over the course of time, Dr. Cole said, I developed this habit, and he says, Each day I go through my list of eight, asking myself, What am I doing today to contribute to this objective? What do I need to do differently with my finances? Who do I need to spend time with? Who do I need to call? Who do I need to write? Do I need to change what's on the menu? Do I need to spend more time in the Word? Another way he said he developed his habit further is that at the end of each day, he did a mental review of, of that day in his list. And he says, well, how did I do? Did I make progress? Did I take a step forward in each area? Your life is made up of thousands and thousands of 24-hour units. 
But life is a day at a time. Too many people are hoping to get there in that magnificent leap that we've talked about. You know, maybe I'll win the lottery. Maybe I'll win Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes. Maybe, maybe uh, my wife has some faults or my husband has some faults, and, and uh, maybe those will change. And, and maybe when they look at me, my faults won't look so bad. And, you know, or maybe that financial investment I had will just all of a sudden come to fruition beyond what I expected. Or, or maybe, maybe a fireball will come down from heaven and hit me, and I'll have a bubbly feeling all the time. But that's not what it's about. People want to get to their life of their dreams in one magnificent leap, and that's not how it works. It's a journey day by day, step by step. After you plan your harvest, you must cultivate your field. And in order to receive the desires of your heart, you must commit your way to the Lord. Live consistently for him day in and day out. This is how you create a deeper life for yourself. There's one more thing that's important. Not only do you need to plan the harvest and cultivate the field, but then you need to finish the season. The biggest mistake you can make is to quit too soon. Too often when people don't get fast results on a diet or a quick fix in their personal relationships or a quick return on their personal financial investment, they give it up. They quit. This is especially true in the Christian life. How many times have you heard people say, you know, I tried Christianity, but it didn't work for me. Or, you know, I tried prayer, and I, I didn't get an answer. Or, you know, I tried that love my neighbor stuff, and he turns his back on me. So I quit. The response is always the same. If you quit, you quit too soon. If there's something you really want in life, it's worth the price of persistence. That's why Paul said to the Galatians in verse 9, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. He's saying don't give up. A couple of verses before that, Paul says in verse 7, do, do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. When he says God is not mocked, what does he mean? He's saying that the law of the harvest is a spiritual principle, and nothing can change how it works. And no, you can't beat that system and... It can't beat you either. So keep sowing. Keep sowing day after day, and you will reap the abundant harvest. This is what David said in Psalm 37, 6. He said, The Lord will give you the desires of your heart, so commit your way to him, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as thy noonday. This is the power of committing yourself to persistent, consistent repetition. Jesus promised us an abundant life a life of joy, of love, of peace, and happiness. He said that we could live life to the fullest. That's his promise. He is ready to take each one of us into the deeper life. But we must remember we won't get there by a wave of some magic wand or that giant leap of that mountain. You get the good life the same way you plant corn. You plant the seed, you cultivate it, you stay at it until the season is over and then you harvest it. That's because the deeper life is a day-by-day -day journey. You get there one step at a time. This week, put the scriptures into your life. If you haven't already, take some detail and time to map out the desires of your heart. As Dr. Cole said, he said, write out most of the, you know, the things you want in life. He says, make a list, 5, 10, 
12, 15, however many things there are. Make this a list that you carefully and prayerfully look over. Because this is more than a wish list. This becomes your life's mission statement. The list will influence your actions and attitudes each and every day of your life. By shaping your days, it will shape your, will, your life completely. It will take you in the direction you want to go so that God can give you the desires of your heart and you can reap the harvest that he has prepared for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you today for these words of encouragement and the deeper life as we can move because we know you're there for us. We trust in you and all things are possible through you. Amen.